What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokeman Cave. Now, if you listen to the Poke Cave After Dark podcast, you'll realize that there wasn't an episode last week. Uh, in fact, I mean, I debated even doing an episode of Pokeman Cave last week, uh, only because when I recorded the episode for Pokeman Cave, I was right at the start of a really nasty cold. Uh, to the point where I had a really sore throat while recording uh, the Pokemon Cave episode. Not sure if it's noticeable in the recording or not, um, but it was a, a tough recording nonetheless. Even now, I'm basically at the tail end of being sick. Uh, it's more of a, like a head cold now. So it, it takes a lot, and I'm, I'm kind of still not fully 100%. Um, so I had to really think about what I wanted to do this week. Uh, but rest assured, there is a episode of Pokemon Cave, and tonight at 8 p.m., there will be an episode of Poke Cave After Dark. I'm gonna muster through it and get that one done for you guys. Today, we're gonna look at a few interesting little stories here. Um, one of which has been making its, ra- its rounds around, uh, Instagram a lot lately. And that's uh, regarding the streets in Las Vegas have been changed to Pokemon names in a certain little town. That's kind of cool. Um, I would love to live in a town that was had Pokemon names. That would be really, really cool. However, first, we're going to be looking at how TPCI is sending out unreleased staff promos to Pokemon leagues. Yeah. So back in 2020's Viva Voltage, the TPCI announced it would stop distributing staff promos at pre-releases. Uh, this went into effect with March's 2021's Battle Styles. Now, no official reason was given, but it speculated that it was because staff promos had been hoarded, scalped, and sold for high prices on the secondary market. After all, they were intended to be used as rewards for event staff, right? So on top of this, the pandemic impacted play as well you know there wouldn't be any events so staff didn't need to receive promos the promos did eventually return with november's 2022 silver tempest now this meant that seven sets between battle styles and lost origins never saw a release of a staff promo the only exception was a few chilling rain cinderous promos that were accidentally mixed into building battle boxes at the factory The first of which surfaced in Europe. Uh, This meant that at least some of the staff promos had been printed, but were being withheld. Now, TPCI's European branch has started shipping out some of the missing staff promos to Pokemon Leagues. This includes four of the seven missing sets, Evolving Skies, Brilliant Stars, Astro Radiance, Lost Origin, and even some Silver Tempest. However, Battle Styles, Chilling Rain, and Fusion Strike have been left out for unknown reasons. Um, you know, it's... Why? I don't know, right? <laughs> uh, now, basically, it's currently unclear if TPCI will send these promos out to Pokemon Leagues outside of Europe. Um, it's... Who knows? I, I, I doubt it. I mean, it would be nice. <laughs> it, it, you know... The staff promos do look pretty cool. Um, if they do, they do. If they don't, uh, that's kind of 
sad that they would release it in Europe, but not in North America. Next up, though, Russia's unofficial Pokedex presents a hilarious alternative to Pokemon. Yeah, you heard that correct. If you're like me, then you'll no doubt be reasonably familiar with the original 151 Pokemon. Now, of course, over the years, official resources have been abundant, so knowing the strengths, weaknesses, and overall behavior of the Pokemon from Brand and Blue is pretty easy for most fans. Yet, for those in Russia, an official translation of the original Pokedex had never been made available when the franchise became popular, since it was only ever provided in Japanese, English, French, German, Italian, and Spanish. As such, a Alexander Zinsky the father of a particular passionate Pokemon fan, took it upon himself to create his own Pokedex using a few precarious resources available to him at the time. Now, thanks to the work completed by Did You Know Gaming and Nintendo Russia's Anit Ivers, uh, this Russian Pokedex has been fully translated and the results are frankly hilarious. The video itself clocks in at just over two hours in length, so make sure you have a decent amount of time set aside if you want to check this one out. Uh, it's, uh, I, I saw some of it. It's, it's hilarious. Like the names that it translates to, um, I mean, well, it's, it's like any other translation, really. Um, if you look at, I, I've noticed a lot on YouTube, um, they'll do a thing where it's like a Japanese and a American. It's usually always a freaking American for some reason. Uh, but a Japanese and an American will sit side by side, uh, a Pokemon name will come up, say Bulbasaur or whatever, the American will say Bulbasaur, and the Japanese person will say whatever. Uh, sometimes it's really, really funny, sometimes it's just very strange, um, but that's just how it goes. I mean, look at the, the anime, right? The Pokemon sound far different. And they're named far different in the Japanese anime compared to the English dub. Um, that in part has to do with the voiceover actor. Um, but it also does with how North America interprets these Pokemon, right? So it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I like it. Uh, I mean, and, and good on this guy for building a Pokedex when he didn't have a Pokedex. Uh, his child now has a item that he can proudly say that my father built this. I can now translate the original 151 Pokemon and I can do it proudly. Uh, but I hate to break it to you, bud. Sure, yeah, you you did the first 151 Pokemon. Uh, now you need another 900 and... What, 950? Or, no, sorry, 850. 50-ish? A little over 850 Pokemon? Yeah. yeah you're going to be you're gonna be at that for a while but there, bud. But, hey, good luck to you. I mean, that's no small feat. So, congratulations. Next up, I mean, come on. This guy is a freaking fool. And, uh, honestly, really, really stupid. Because there were so many different angles and cameras on them. That why do you think you would get away with this? However, both the person accused 
and Pokemon have yet to say anything about it. So what the hell is going on? Well, another TCG player has been accused of cheating, this time during the Malmo Regionals. Yeah. So Regionals usually goes off without a hitch. But for Oliver Barnett, a move he made while on stream during the Malmo Regional Championship has the community talking. Yeah. You see, when he reached for his last prize card, Oliver appears... Okay, emphasis on appears, because nothing has been confirmed. Uh, he appears to peek at one of his prize cards, prompting many to accuse him of cheating. You see, during the regional, Oliver Barnett was up against Las Puristo on stream when the play happened, which has others accusing him of cheating. Uh, in the clip that has been surfacing around the internet, Oliver can be seen going for one of his two final prize cards when he looked at the one before placing it back down to grab the other. Yeah, that's called cheating, dum-dum. Now, although he felt that the other card would, would be more useful when making the move, it's illegal to look at a prize card in the TCG without using a trainer card that allows you to do so. Fans quickly posted on Twitch clip or posted the Twitch clip, sorry, on social media, sharing their thoughts about the alleged cheating in the process. People go on to say, if this is not a ban, you can literally do whatever you want in the events now, one said. Another commented, he just looked at, or he just looked and went, nah, I don't want this one. Now, again, neither TPCI nor Barnett has commented on the accusations. Why? Okay, so this happened back in, well, this article that I was looking at was posted on May 22nd. Now, that's, it'll be a week today. Why has Pokemon, I mean, I can see why the accused is not saying anything. Uh, he's probably lying low and hiding like a cheating SOB should. But why has Pokemon not said anything? That's really, really strange. Um, you would think they would even put out a simple statement as saying that we are reviewing footage and looking into this, blah, 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 blah. Um, so on and so forth. If it's true, then the penalty will be such and such. That's what they should be doing. You see, I've never been to a regionals. I hope to be at a regionals soon. But when stuff like this happens, I mean, you're you're seeing this happen when there's multiple camera angles looking at you. So to cheat, you're going to get caught pretty damn fast. Now, out on the floor, it's a little different. You don't have different camera angles focused on you at all times. You don't have, you know, severe prize money or uh, invites to Pokemon Worlds on the table at that point. Yes, you do have judges walking around. But I'm pretty damn sure that people could cheat much more freely on the floor than they could on a live stream. When again, you've got multiple camera angles facing you at all times. So seeing that and hearing that constantly, this is quite a few 
times where people have been accused and and shown to be cheating at regionals while on live stream of all places. It makes me wonder if I really want to go to regionals. And that's sad because I really do love the Pokemon TCG. I'm a avid player. I'm constantly searching for the better way to upgrade my deck and not necessarily be in the meta or meta, sorry. I don't like to sit there and just go, oh, okay, uh, this Lugia V-Star deck is killing it at regionals. I'm just going to build that deck and I'll have a really good chance. Well, no, I, I like to think outside the box. I want to be able to sit down against the opponent and have the opponent go, oh, wait a minute, what the hell is this kind of deck? I've never seen this before. And theoretically, throw them completely off guard and win. Uh, does it always happen that way? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, there have been some times where I've actually faced people and they're like, they sit there dumbfounded because they don't know what the heck kind of deck I'm using. Um, you know, it has traces of this deck or this deck, but it's completely modified against what that deck would normally be like. So, do I want to go to regionals? Hell yeah, I do. Am I scared to go to regionals because I might get swept on day one because people cheat? Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about that. Um, is that going to happen necessarily? N no, not necessarily. Maybe not at all. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, but, uh, I mean, even to have this happen to like a young player would be heartbreaking. Because you see this young player maybe try out originals for once in their in their young life only to have someone who's uh, across the table from them cheat and you know at that point what can you do sure you can tell the judges but it's at that point it's a he said she said again there's no footage right whereas when it's live streamed and you're at that big table for regionals again you've got multiple camera angles they should have freaking done something that day. Uh, Pokemon, I mean. But why haven't they? They can look at that footage. Hell, they can just re-look at the goddamn YouTube footage that they just finished uploading or to Twitch or whatever and go, yeah, yeah, he cheated. Before the day is even done, that guy would have been disciplined. Theoretically. But he hasn't. Pokemon has stayed quiet. The accused has stayed quiet. Why? Is now is Pokemon doing an investigation and just wants to keep their mouth shut until they have more solid evidence or or they change the version of the accusation from an actual accusation to physical yes, this actually happened, blah blah blah. Here's the facts, this is what we're doing, blah blah blah. Uh I mean cause it Let's be honest, anybody can just come out and say, yeah, we're going to do an investigation. That that doesn't say anything. It just says that you're going to look into it. Um, so, yeah, maybe they are doing their investigation first before they pick and choose what they say. And finally, Las Vegas suburb are naming streets after beloved Pokemon. So, with that being said, would you real would you like to live on a say the corner of Jigglypuff Place and maybe Charizard Lane? Yeah, 
That's kind of cool. Uh, so naming new streets can be hard, of, of course. They need to be easy to pronounce, inoffensive, and perhaps, most importantly, novel. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody in this cancel culture nowadays, uh, heaven forbid you, you name a street something, and then somebody's going to look up that name, and it's like, oh, uh, in, in four, 400 years ago, a person by that name did something horrible, blah, blah, blah. How dare you? Uh, they did that to Dundas Street in Toronto. Um, I mean, there's that town called Swastika. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Andrea Miller, the construction administration manager for Harmony Homes in Nevada, said that they can't sound similar to another street name or they can't already be in use, which... I, I mean, I don't know what it's like down there in the U.S., but up here in Canada, that's false. Um, there's streets that are named after everything, like or multiple streets with the same name, just obviously not in the same region. Uh, you know, for instance, there's a street here in Collingwood, Ontario, that has the same name as a street in Cambridge, Ontario. So... That's why when it came to naming the roads in the new Henderson, Nevada housing development, she turned to a beloved video game series. Yeah. She goes, I would go home from work and kind of bounce names off of my kids. And they would come up with silly street names. And then we would have to push those ones aside. Uh, she goes, so my oldest was like, what about Pokemon? Now in, Las, in, now in the Las Vegas suburb, a brand new townhouse on Jigglypuff Place or just off of Snorlax Lane, can be yours. Of course, Pikachu is off the table. Uh, choosing street names can be a long process. Dozens of options will be submitted by developers to the city officials, but only a few are approved. When Home Harmony Homes started construction on development, the mobile game Pokemon Go was popular with their sons, who are 11 and 14. The trio sat, da sat down sorry, to name a few of the most popular Pokemon, originally known in Japanese as, of course, Pocket Monsters. Uh, but there was one Miller didn't use, as she felt it was a bit too obvious. I didn't want to use Pikachu, because I didn't want it to really stand out that the community was named after Pokemon, she told as it happens. Which, I mean, <laughs> if you live on Charizard Lane, I think it's pretty damn clear your street's named after a freaking Pokemon. <laughs> in addition to Jigglypuff and Snorlax, residents and visitors in the area can find streets named after the Charmander, uh, and Charizard, and Squirtle. It's not the first time Miller suggested unconventional names based on a popular series. Another development in North Las Vegas has streets named after the TV program Paw Patrol, including Rubble Avenue, also inspired by her children. The kids that lived in the neighborhood, they loved the street names, she said. Miller believes that the street names will resonate not only with kids who come to live on the street, but first-time homebuyers who may have grown up with the game and series, which debuted in the late 90s. She hopes the company behind the franchise <laughs> won't take issue with the street names. She goes, uh, I'm hoping that they find it as amazing as the town does. Now, CBC Radio reached out to the Pokemon company for comment, but didn't hear back before our publication. After all, she says that living at a unique address like Squirtle Lane will bring a smile to homeowners' faces. She goes on to say, every time I hear Jigglypuff, it makes me giggle a little. So I was hoping that it would be the same for my buyers.
Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, hopefully Pokemon Company doesn't care. Uh, although we've seen Pokemon Company get mad over less trivial things. So, I don't know. We'll see. And finally, good old r slash Pokemon questions. This question is a little odd. The question is, why is it that whenever a Pokemon wins a battle, they say, man, that's one strong trainer? Like, huh? Yeah, I had to do a double take when I read that too. They go on and say, this is like a general question. I get that strategy is something, but it's really the Pokemon doing all the fighting. I get that they technically put in some teamwork into the fight, but like, is the trainer themselves really the strong one? Now, uh, this I think has to do with the anime, okay? More importantly, remember how whenever Ash was training his Pokemon, he would actually train with his Pokemon. If they were running, he was running. If they were lifting weights, he was lifting weights. Did he see any gain from that as far as physical attributes for himself? <laughs> no. Uh, that's a good old anime right there. He's had scrawny little chicken arms for 20 some odd years. Um, so I think that's what they meant as far as like... That, well, then again, the games came up for the the TV show. Uh, maybe it was probably because it is, y yes, the Pokemon are the ones fighting, but it's the trainer that has to do the strategy, right? Or has to figure out the strategy. Um, a wild Pokemon will fight how it, however it needs to fight in order to try and survive. Whereas a trained Pokemon it's essentially, without being rude, it's essentially brain dead, right? The Pokemon goes out and it just stands there and it's like, okay, buddy, what do you want me to do? You want me to run around in circles and try to grab my own tail or do you want me to kick the living crap out of this other Pokemon? What do you want me to do? You tell me what to do because you caught me. So I, th I think that's where it gets to, wow, that's a strong trainer. It's the trainer who has developed a strategy, whether he's at an advantage or disadvantage, him and her, him or her, sorry, um, to figure out how to win against the opponent. Um, more so if you're at a disadvantage, you know, if you picked a grass type to go up against a fire type accidentally, Okay, so you're at a severe disadvantage. How do you fix that without having to retreat your Pokemon? How do you... Is there a way for you to turn the tables and win at that such severe disadvantage? So again, I think that's where most of that comes from. I could be wrong. I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, in fact, actually, there is no comments whatsoever. And this question was put out four days ago. <laughs> so... I think people are even stumped just as much as I am. And on that note, I say have a good day. And I will see you again tonight for Pokey Cave After Dark. Where I discuss beloved food and snack items that are no longer with us. Talking about the early, or sorry, late 
1990s, early 2000s. Got some interesting stories that go along with some of these items as well, including a a wasp that really, really wanted my Pepsi Blue. You remember that stuff? Yeah, yeah I paid the price for that one. But find out later. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when that episode debuts. And we'll see you again next week. Take care, everyone.